she's entangled our light-based powers. So we switch places whenever we use them. The new superhero movie, The Marvels, teams Captain Marvel, her niece, and Ms. Marvel up for a galaxy-hopping adventure where they have to stop an alien warlord who wants to build her home planet by stealing the atmospheres, oceans, and even the sun from other planets. Story-wise, The Marvels is pretty generic, it takes a while to get going, but once it gets up to speed, it's a lot of fun. Ms. Marvel steals the show here, giving the movie much of its heart and humor. And speaking of humor, this film has a laugh-out-loud evacuation sequence that's one of the funniest moments in any Marvel movie ever. I wish the story was better, but I had a blast watching this superhero trio save the galaxy. Harry, God has chosen you to have a son. Journey to Bethlehem is the nativity story told as a heartfelt movie musical, with none other than Antonio Banderas camping it up as King Herod. It looks great, has all that music and dance, plus the Christmas story. This is a movie that may very well become a family holiday tradition. Stick to your plan. Trust no one. The Killer is a stylish thriller over on Netflix. It's the story of an assassin who is targeted after he fails to take out the person he's supposed to kill. It's quite tense, which is what we expect from David Fincher's movies, but it's the cold, calculating title character that makes this movie so intriguing. This is what it takes if you want to succeed. And that's what's new this weekend at the movies. I'm Shami Brad, the movie guy. 8.30 on an obvious Friday edition of The Morning Show. <laughs> Why is it obvious? Hello. <laughs> Sean sitting beside us, Sean McBride, the movie guy. Only visits on Friday, and uh, this week, unlike last week, where we seem to have about 25 new movies <laughs> yeah, to talk about, last week. yeah, significantly fewer. Right, and so the question becomes: Does that improve the quality at all when you have less? It it improves the box office potential. Uh, um, so I mean, the reason we had so many last week was because Dune Two left and so a lot of movies said oh let's sneak in and see if we can't get a few more films so in. what did they do with dune 2 has there been they another moved it to the date? springs yeah yeah it's it's coming out in march here so wow that's a significant pushback they, they were i think they were correct in saying these movies require actors to go out and promote them uh, if they want to achieve their full box office now fortunately we resolved the strike here so we're going to start seeing actors out again but um you know a lot of these films we had you know about six or seven of them just kind of move their dates so yeah. So. Okay, but uh, in, in reaction to that, as you mentioned, nine films fill the void. Yep, exactly. None of them really overwhelm the box office. Yeah, though. but the good news was most of them were actually pretty good. So that's something to be said. This is a much more mixed bag. Is it really? Yeah. So how many do we have in total out this so, week? Uh, well, unfortunately, we should have four, but the, one of the films that I'm really looking forward to did not make it to Beaumont. So we've only got three this week. And are they all theatrical releases? Two of them theatrical, one on home streaming. Okay, because so, this will be a weekend if there's been a weekend. Yeah. That you might want to go to the movie theater or even rent something at home or watch something at home. Or catch up on those films from last well, week, that's though, true. as well. So. That's true. That's probably so. a good case. All right, so uh, let's talk about and start with the biggest Big one, of the names that are coming out. I'm not sure what the expectation is for this, simply because of the fact that it's, you know, yes, it's a Marvel movie, and yes, it's a character that people know, but I'm not sure they know this dimension of the character, the fact that there are more than one. Well, that's yes and no to that. I, you are correct, because this movie, The Marvels, has been plagued by bad word of mouth for a long time now. So they were very, you know, they're soft-pedaling this. It's not going to do quite as well. And Marvel movies, as of lately, have not 
been performing as strongly yeah. as they have in the past. And this is, you and I have had this bugaboo before. This is a movie that kind of relies on you having seen Ms. Marvel on Disney Plus, exactly. Secret Invasion on Disney Plus, um, you know, WandaVision on Disney Plus, and the previous movies. So, so I mean, you're, you're talking about, talk about narrow casting. Well, I mean, you're bringing it down to the fanboys. You're bringing it down to the people certain, that are truly. And it's the fanboys that have been, you know, poo-pooing this movie here. Look, unfortunately, I do think there's a little bit of misogyny in that. You're getting girl cooties on my superhero movie. You know, that's that's silly. So, look, ultimately, this is the movie. It's a, it's three disparate characters that haven't really interacted together. So you have Brie Larson's Captain Marvel, and you have her niece, but her niece grew up while Brie Larson was out saving the galaxy, so she didn't really know her. And then you have Ms. Marvel, who is a separate character altogether. And But they all have kind of similar powers. And so the idea is what happens if their powers get connected somehow. So my so. question is, for those who did not and have no interest in going back, <laughs> do they explain the connection? Yes, they do. And that's, that's the pro and the con, because you have to do that so the audience says, okay, I know what's going on. But it also means that the movie kind of stops down while you explain, you know, it's called an exposition dump, where we explain what happened here and get everyone caught up. I think the best way to see this if you haven't seen those. You can just say, okay, such and such happened, but reasons. We don't really know, need to know the details right. and move on with it. Right. It does take a while to get going. And it's like, mm, it's a good thing it's not a, you know, it's, it's under two hours, so that's a good thing here. I will say this, though. Ultimately, I quite enjoyed it. Um, Ms. Marvel, in particular, who is a teenager, Right, and so not only is she like starstruck and fangirling when she finally gets to meet Captain Marvel, Marvel, who is her hero, but she's also a teenager, so like she has to call her mom and ask, right. yeah, hey mom, me and some friends want to go out and save the galaxy. Is that okay? You don't have homework, you know. It's it's one of those very relatable teenage experiences that I found quite endearing. Okay. Her relationship with her mother is the reason to see this, and I do think some very funny and oddball stuff here. One, of, there's a space evacuation sequence that is one of the funniest things. One of my favorite favorite moments in all of Marvel Studios' oh, wow. movies. Right. 33 movies, pretty good there. Okay. And then also, one last thing, the uh, cutscene, the mid-credit cutscene, elicited gasps from my audience. And that's a pretty interesting thing from a kind of a jaded audience. But I like it. It takes a while to get going. I think right. the story's kind of iffy, but ultimately I did like it. It's still a marketed audience. I mean, it, it, yeah. yeah, yeah. Marketed, but also a girl audience. You know, I mean, well, female-centric, female villain, female heroes. I mean, I think the women will be their moms and their daughters. Okay. Uh, so that being one, we've got three left to get through. Two right? left, yeah. So, um, so the other one in theaters this week is a film called Journey to Bethlehem. It's a Christmas movie. It's literally the Christmas story. It's Joseph and Mary going to Bethlehem. But if you remember your Bible, that's actually not a very big story as far no, as how much stuff that happens yeah. in there. So they have to make up some stuff to fill out the story. And I laughed out loud because the movie ends and there's a title card that comes up. It says, the filmmakers took some creative liberties in making this, which I, I thought was kind of funny. Uh, it's well, a movie musical. You, you missed it. You, you 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 skipped the you buried the lead. Yeah, here. you buried the lead. You skipped the most important thing. Not only is this the you know the Bethlehem story, it's a musical. It's a musical, and I am on record as enjoying movie musicals here. So, I don't think that the music is particularly great, to be honest. And that's, but you know, it does add energy here. And here's what I think's going on here, because there's a lot of slapstick comedy in this. The three wise guys, they could refer to themselves in the movie as, we're three wise guys, you know. Um, they're doing the slapstick thing. Angel Gabriel, when he comes in to deliver that message to Mary that she's going to be the mother of God, bangs his head on the ceiling, because that's a bit of slapstick. It's, 
It's a film that I don't think is particularly sacred, except for a couple of moments, which I think is an interesting tack, and I'm kind of curious to see how audiences will react to it. Well, this is interesting, because this, this is a uh, production from a... A faith-based faith uh, production based, company, correct. But yet, at the same time, they're going against the grain I don't here. think they're going against it. Here's what's, you know, when I was a kid and we were in church and we would do Christmas shows, I right. think a lot of times the teenagers and the preteens would want to do something fun that was for us. I think this is a movie that's designed to be appealing to kids and okay. to teenagers. And I think they'll enjoy the silliness of it. And they're still kind of in the Christmas spirit. Yeah. And well, I guess it depends on the purists and the theologians, yeah, exactly. that sort of thing. I can't see them taking a whole, wait a minute, you know, you can't I, I, do I this. I do sort of think it's thing. funny, though. I wish there was a more sacred moment at the end, at least. Right. But um, it's a rom com at the beginning, it's a thriller at the end. I mean, literally, the baby Jesus is born, and then the Roman centurion, centurions right. break right. in. It's like, uh, I, I don't remember this part in the Bible. So. Okay, so don't go looking for the. Yeah, but if you've got King kids and you want to the, get into the spirit, I think your kids will enjoy it. Okay. So, All yeah. Right. And then the last one is over on Netflix, and this is called The Killer. And this is from David Fincher, who is a director that, you know, has frequently taken a lot of, of uh, genre pictures and elevated them right. into something special. Right. And so it's Michael Fassbender. He is an assassin. He's an international assassin. And uh, you know, the first 20 minutes of him is just a voiceover talking about what I do to succeed in this And this is the one where he winds up with the kid? No. No, no, this, that's no. another one, <laughs> exactly. right? Yeah. Isn't there one that, that's yeah, that of way? Course. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah. Pro that's professional, so. But hey, look, this is, um, this is a film, what happens when things go wrong and, you okay. know, they take revenge on his, uh, I think it's his girlfriend, I'm not sure I ever got. So this really is a thriller. It's a thriller here, and it's got some really good, it's got an action sequence in the middle that's really, really quite good. Um, it's a little slow at times. I'm not sure I think this is the awards winner that they thought it would be once upon a okay. time. But uh, it's Michael Fassbender who is, you know, has, he's a big star that we got haven't some seen. some big names in it too. Yeah, exactly, Tilda Swinton, so good stuff. Um, and particularly if you are a fan of, um, of David Fincher, I think you yeah. can see his touches here. Um, it's a better than expected movie, but well, no, because it's David Fincher, we expect good things. All right, so let me step back. Uh, you and I did not talk about this, but let me just throw one out. Um, and it's All the Light You Cannot See. Ah, uh -huh, right. Which I'm pitching to people saying that if you have not seen this, I think it may be the best one, to me, one of the oh, best yeah. things that they've ever done, only based on if you haven't read the book, if you yeah. read the book, you're going to be disappointed, you as always, always are, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if you haven't read the book, and the reason that I say it's one of the best, I think some of the acting is really pretty good in That's this. Funny, and you may have gone the other way and I gone, exactly, oh, it's over the top. I thought that exactly. But I, I think to good. the average person who is not, you know, seeing movies all the time mm -hmm. and is not a critic, they may look at this and go, oh, this is, you know, this is better than average. It's not overdubbed. Yeah. It's not something coming, you know, because... That's kind of where we're at sometimes these days. Yeah. If you've seen everything current on some of these streamers, suddenly you're into things that are, are foreign made and I don't have a problem with that. I do have a problem with overdubbing. I'd rather read closed caption mm -hmm. than I had listened to bad you know, overdubs of yeah. movies. But I thought for what it was, I thought it was, yeah. and again, it's one of those, you got four episodes, you can watch it all weekend, right. one of those binge things that you can I, I watched the first episode, but it, my, I, it's movie voting time, so ultimately I had to go, we have to vote on documentaries yeah. this weekend, yeah. so ultimately I had to get back to the movies. But um, I, th yeah. I, so I, you know, I, you go the other way, I yeah. can see where you'd go the other direction, I thought it was but I, you know, we, we often differ on that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you and I. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He likes musicals, me not so much. You know, yeah. there are lots 
lots of places that we go different <laughs> roads. I'm just saying, I think for the majority of the people, when they watch this, they'll find it entertaining. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying entertaining, but well produced. It was yeah. it was well made compared yeah, also, to many other production products. values were, were really yeah. good in this. Yeah, so, so. for sure. Hey, and one quick thing: uh, the holdovers is the film that we'd hoped would get here. It's not here this week. It is expanding wide. It's in Houston. I do think it will get here eventually because I've okay. had several people say, "When is this coming out?" Uh, did not get here this week, but it's it's going to make it here. All right, so we'll look forward to that. We've uh, what comes next week? Next week we have a, a prequel to the uh, the Hunger Games called. Uh, oh yeah, you know, yeah. That's coming out. We we have a, we're gonna get we have tr the new Trolls movie comes out right. next week. We have a pretty good film called Rustin, which is the Bayard Rustin biography okay. over on Netflix. So good stuff. All right, and of course all leading up to holiday movies, mm -hmm. right? All right, and back on track, hopefully to some degree, now yeah, that the strikes strike. are over, yeah, for exactly. sure. Sean, as always, thank you, sir. Sean McBride, the movie guy, joins us every Friday to talk about what's new at the box office and also at your home theater. Still to come this morning, see what's happening in your weekend forecast. Stay with us.